for me, dancing, it's that amazing tool, that sacred tool that goes, that takes you in a, on a journey deep within. And if you accept to take it, to take that journey with your dance and you go deep within yourself, amazing things start happening. Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Live podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. These days, we are definitely going through some challenging and uncertain times. And it's very inspiring to see how our belly dance community activated their energy and forces, not only to survive on each individual level, but also to support each other and go together through such tough times. One of the leading professionals who definitely inspires and leads uh, a community by her own example is definitely Jelena. And you know that I personally have huge respect and admire greatly this uh, amazing artist who really contributes a lot to the community in general. As well as I'm very happy to have her as one of our early guests at this podcast and uh, very thankful for her support, even to the Ballad Dance Live podcast too. That's why I'm extremely excited to share with you Jelena's new initiative, Together We Move Live. She's partnering with dance studios and dance sponsors around the world to present series of workshops via Zoom. All proceeds go to benefit dance studios and event sponsors so that we may once again dance physically together once it's all is safe. By participating in these workshops, you're getting not only the opportunity to learn from such an incredible artist as Jelena, but also to contribute and support other artists and professionals who really suffer and struggle in their activities during current times. At the same time, if you are someone who is affected by pandemic, don't worry, because there are still very affordable options for tickets so you still can participate in the event. I highly encourage you to take a look and you can find all details at jelina.eventbrite.com. I will put the link in the show notes. Hello everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to the Paladins Live podcast. I hope everyone is safe and healthy and in such a definitely challenging and tough times. One thing that I would love to wish everyone is hold some space for love in your heart. Just simple, unconditional love. It just at least some little space, whatever is happening around, whatever thoughts or whatever negative spaces you sometimes go in, try to hold that little space in your heart reserved just simply for love. And uh, hopefully we can uh, go through this uh, uncertainty and uh, come out of it very soon and refreshed, renewed with some lessons learned and always moving forward in a 
direction of development, love and mutual support. And this is another reason why I'm really happy that today's conversation is gonna go deep into the spiritual aspect of dance and life. And I'm always uh, fascinated by those uh, unexpected coincidences that sometimes uh, the topics that we discuss with artists, they are so much like perfect for the time and what I feel like we as a community sometimes need to hear. <laughs> so this is um, this is going to be one of those talks and this is such a huge big reminder for us all to ask ourselves why do I dance? Forgetting about competition performances that outside uh, a view or outside um, aspect of our uh, activity that we are doing it for something or for someone but why do you do it for yourself why do you dance and our today's guest will definitely challenge you to think about this incredible and amazing and talented and beautiful Estelle Zaglul was born in Lebanon but moved to Costa Rica with her family around the age of 16-17 and that's when her incredible career in dances and Arab arts started. Her eclectic style mixes Egyptian influences with uh, feminine elements of care, with some flavors of Greek and Turkish culture and all mixed together also with her experience of uh, living most of her life in Costa Rica and uh, exploring also the local culture too. Estelle was the winner of Hezia Nawaim first season which was uh, produced in 2007 and it was a huge tv project like reality show about ballet dance competition by lebanese broadcasting corporation the jury of that show included simon asmar Najwa fuad zaza hassan and nadra asaf and Estelle was the winner but i was really surprised by that story and how it turned out at the end and uh, what lessons uh, fulfillments and uh, not fulfillments it brought to her and it was such an incredible opportunity to uh, hear that story and uh, learn from it too and also hear her her experience and what it led her and how it changed her entire uh, career basically and transform her into a mature belly dancer, mature woman who is taking decisions for herself. Along with that, Estelle is also a part of Costa Rica 2017 Women's Empowerment Icons and first ballet dancer to perform at the National Theatre of Costa Rica and Nicaragua with outstanding productions, among her many other achievements and contributions to the community, as well as incredible journey of self-exploration and she closed her studio a few years ago and just focused entirely on something that many ballet dancers in our day-to-day uh, rat race of training and performing, preparing next costume, those things that we forget. And I'm extremely happy to bring up this conversation exactly now, also sharing a little bit of uh, 
how to bring this healing power of dance in our daily life even during such tough times as quarantine times and Stel kindly gave some practical even tips or suggestions for you to try and explore another side of dance another side of your body and life and your connection to all these uh, things so once again sending uh, love and uh, uh, positive vibes to all of you through the uh, microphone and your headsets <laughs> or speakers of your laptop hope everyone is uh, uh, safe positive and healthy as much as we can going through such tough times and remember it will all come back to normal and meanwhile it's a great opportunity for us to Dedicate some time to self-exploration and learning. And one of the opportunities is right now just in front of you. So let's dive right into it. Hello, dear Estelle. How are you doing? And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. And I'm very curious, how's it going? And how is your uh, quarantine mode <laughs> going during dance times? <laughs> Hello, Iana. Thank you so much for the space. Thank you for the invitation. Um, well, right now I'm I'm in Costa Rica. Uh, actually, I was in the middle of the of the of the the tour. I was finishing well finishing the Central Americas apart, and then just heading into Europe. And then quarantine happened. So <laughs> so now I'm just in in Costa Rica. Uh, happy to be here. Like I'm happy that everything like whatever. Like if if I would have to stay in some place during the quarantine, Costa Rica was the best place to stay in because I have uh, family here, my brother is here. So yes, feeling um, relaxed. I haven't been uh, as active as before. And this has been like a perfect time to kind of like go inside and just um, be with myself again and be with my heart again and just um, you know, meditate on everything, on where do I want to go from here. So it's been nice. Mm. Well, also <laughs> glad to hear that you are uh, safe and healthy and with your family and in a good, great uh, environment, such so mm -hmm. as Costa Rica. So uh, glad to hear that. Uh, talking about your uh, dance uh, journey and also even your family, uh, I would love to ask you about the very beginning of your uh, dance adventures, because you were born in Lebanon, but you spent most of your life in Costa Rica, if I'm not mistaken. So can you please tell us uh, like how dance uh, entered into your life what place what role it if it played any role during your childhood and also what was your introduction to a professional uh, ballet dance scene or at least thinking about ballet dance as a potential professional activity <laughs> yeah well okay so we're gonna go back to the basics to the start i i love that um, well, I was born in Lebanon and I lived there until I was 17 years old. Um, my parents, actually, my father is a musician. He's a singer and a piano player. And he met my mother. Um, he was her music teacher. Um, they fell in love like on when they were 17 years old, got married at 20 something. And at 22, I came up, you know, so it was like uh, and music and dance and, and like general um singing music dancing in the house was something that that we used to do every day you know um we would have like the piano my, my father would play like 
most of the time after he got he got back from his regular job you know and then um my mother would i would i had like remember i have uh, memories of her just dancing around the the house she's like this uh very uplifting woman very happy all the time very yes um so i grew up uh, with that i fell in love with music you know from a very very early age um piano was like my passion growing up and then well growing up in lebanon is not very um i mean it's amazing it's beautiful but at the same time it's it's difficult because of you know war and everything that happens and um at some point uh, my my father had to like uh, stop singing you know changing change his work and and we had to kind of like just take a decision like okay we cannot stay anymore in lebanon because of the whole political and economical instability that that's always go- going on in, in in lebanon and then um so we moved from there at the age of 17 um i remember gl- growing up like going into my like from 12 until 17 in lebanon i remember everything kind of like like going you know just a little bit heavier in, at, at the house you know like uh, not as many mu- as many songs and as a mu- many music as we used to have uh, because of the whole situation, and then, um, and then at some point, my father was like, "Okay, this is it. We're moving. We're gonna move to Costa Rica. You know, I want to find a better um, environment for you. You know, we, I I have three. I have two sisters and a brother, so it's four of us. And he was like, "Yes, I need to find a different place for us. I need, you know, I need to make sure my family is like is growing in a more secure place. So we moved to Costa Rica." Um, and when I got to Costa Rica, I was 17. So it was like, okay, I really don't want to be here. You know, I didn't speak Spanish back then. Um, I missed my, you know, my home, my home a lot, you know, my friends, my family, uh, my language, my music, you know, was like, I mean, now I love salsa and merengue and all of this, you know, all the types of music and dances there are here. But at that point I was just, you know, I I don't I didn't understand all of this, and uh, it's not an easy uh, age to kind of like move, you know, to, from a country to to another because um, at 17 it's kind of like you know like you already have your friends, you you have your environment, so yes, and then um, dancing just kind of like came into my life at that point, and it was like ta-da, you know, it was like. Um, because actually I was just like randomly asked by some teachers in the, um, in my school here in Costa Rica, they were like, okay, we have like this Fed de la Musique, which is like the music fest- uh, festival that they make in, uh, in some schools here. And they were like, okay, everybody's like, kind of like, it's going to do like some dance from their folk dance or traditional dance from their countries. And I was like, okay, um, okay, so let's just, you know, let's just make a small belly dance scene, you know, like, it's just like, whatever, like, you know, like, this is an invitation, let's do it, let's mm-hmm. do it, you know, for my country and for my music and, you know. And was there and, many international, like, other kids uh, in your school? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I was, uh, my school was called uh, Franco Costarricense, which is a French, Costa Rican French school. So we had, like, people from all around the, mm-hmm. the, the world. And everybody was like presenting, you know, like their tradition or folk, folkloric dance. Um, and then like I just started there and, and a dancer saw me, a dancer from Costa Rica. And she was like, okay, well, yeah, like you need to, 
start dancing more, you know? Um, and at the beginning, my parents were like, no, no, like it's okay for school, you know, but it's not okay if you're going to like do it, you know, on a more professional side, you know, like it's even though they were like, you know, very much into music and very much into art. Uh, for my parents, I mean, both of them are Lebanese, like both, like we're all of us like are from Lebanese um, culture. And for them, it was like, you know, I'm not sure I want you to, you know, to be a belly dancer, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, you know. Um, but dancing, like for like when I ever since I started that very first choreography and now almost 20, 20 years later, um, dancing just kind of like took me out of this de- of the depression I had like it it, it has been like uh, a blessing in my life it has been um, my way of expressing my way of being and my way my way of reconnecting with ancestors and you know my heart um, so yeah I started back then and at the, at the beginning it was like yeah I probably do this for like a couple of years and then I will just let it go you know my parents were like yeah she's probably just you know like going through this phase but then like the more I studied and the more I went into you know the tradition and um, and where it came from and just the more I started feeling what it was ha- what was happening to my physical emotional and energetical body through the dance the more in love I was falling, you know, with the whole philosophy of dance, you know, not only just, you know, belly dancing as belly dancing, just the whole philosophy of it, you know. Um, and when I was 22 years, um, we had like there was this uh, competition in Lebanon by that. But by, by that time, my parents kind of like understood what that meant to be what what dancing went to meant to me you know um because they went like my very first show I did I was like 19 20 years old in a small theater here in Costa Rica um and it was called like passionate rebeldy you know (laughs) because like I know I'm being rebellion with this whole thing but this is really like something that has been that has been calling me you know I was studying in the university at the same time that I was doing like the shows and practicing and like preparing all the girls and everything. What degree yeah. did you study for? Well, I started in with um, chemical engineering in the university. And then that was just like too far away from what I, my heart really wanted to do, which was dancing. Uh, so it, so I, I switched like a couple of years later, I switched to physical therapy, Mm. Um, (laughs) which is like, you know, closer, a lot closer than chemistry. Well, sad for uh, chemistry engineering that they lost you, but (laughs) glad to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Uh. Um, Yes. And actually, that's interesting that you start uh, talking about uh, how your parents changed their attitude, because then you were uh, talking about your your story and how your relatives were reacting on your dance passion. I was literally about to ask, like, how did your parents react on your participation in that Lebanese show? Well, actually, Iana, it was my mother who was like, she called me. I was in the beach. I was at the beach. I love the beach. And the beaches here in Costa Rica are just like, wow, you know, amazing. Um, I was giving some workshops in, um, in a beach and I was like on my way back home and my mom called me, called me, you know, she was like, Estelle, you need to go to Lebanon and you need to, you know, to do this competition. I was like, mommy, 
you know, like, do you know what you're saying? You know, because, um, I mean, the community, the Lebanese community in Costa Rica, they're very open-minded. Like, um, it's like, it's a different community. It's, um, you know, they watched me growing up with dancing. They're very supportive, you know, up until now, like this, there's an amazing community here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was like, are you sure? Like, you want me to go like all the way back to Lebanon? you know, to do this whole show, which was like basically the first time they're doing a ballet dance competition, you know, for years in Lebanon, like it was the first time. And right away on TV, it's like a reality exactly. show. So for people who don't know, it's like kind of a really big scale of show. Exactly, exactly. And I was like, mommy, are you sure? Because I mean, like most of my family, like her sisters and like my aunts, they would know I would dance, you know, like they know I was dancing and everything, but it was not, they hadn't seen me, you know, and then, and like on TV and all of this, I thought like it was, well, yeah, it was going to be a big deal, not only for me, but also for my parents, you know, like for everybody, um, for the whole family, actually. But at some point, like when she, she was like, yes, you just, just, just do it, you know, like just, and my, I remember my father telling me, just do it for yourself, you know, like do it because you need, you need, you know, your people, like, you know, your family, your Lebanese community in Lebanon to know what you are doing, you know, just for you, you know, so you can like, yes, like this is what I'm doing now. Like art is my life, you know, dancing is my is the way I'm making, I'm, you know, I'm going through life. Um, and yes, that competition was like, it was hard on so many levels. I was 23 uh, when I moved there for the competition. And it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life and the hardest as well, you know, on many, many, many levels. Um, yeah. On many what, levels. what exactly was the most unexpected uh, discovery uh, maybe about dance, maybe about yourself, maybe about community or perception of dance, like whatever, like, uh, things you discovered going through the TV show. Because first it takes place in Lebanon, which has, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, cultural background, just even from your story, like the attitude to ballet dance from in general community. And then suddenly it's on TV as a big show. Then it's, certain expectations to ballet dance how from tv perspective <laughs> it's not mm -hmm. just dancing like alive it has probably some uh, also rules so i'm really curious for you that experience of participating in that competition what were the most uh, like big discoveries for you unexpected and also did it met your expectations of why you decided to participate mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So I think um, the very first thing when I went to, to the competition, I didn't really have like a clear idea. Why would I be doing this? You know, I just, I was like, it was like a calling. I just felt like I needed to go and I need to do this because, because I just needed to, you know, like there was this, you know, this calling you have, like the soul calling you have, like when your soul is like, just go and do it, you know, and you will understand it later. For now, just go. Um, that was the feeling when I when I when I traveled to Lebanon, you know, to, for that competition. And when I got there, I was like, whoa, you know, like this, because the, the whole thing is like, okay, like you're gonna just be like in this hotel room, like on your own for the next couple of months or or so. Um, 
what I loved the most was was uh, practicing and getting to know to know the girls because for me belly dancing is about being in community you know for me belly dancing is about the sisterhood you know like and if I have to like the thing that has marked my life most about dancing is dancing with my sisters you know like uh, my actual sisters you know I have two dance- sisters and they both dance as well you know so we used like the very first shows in Costa Rica was with 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 them and then um, um, ever since that experience like I'm always you know like you're always looking for your kind of like you know like your sisterhood like you you're dancing with your sisters you know in some way one way or another so when I when I got to the competition, I got to meet like all these amazing women from from all over, you know. Um, for me, that was amazing, you know. Like we, um, the whole community that we were like creating, and it was so weird because for the production, it was like we need you to kind of like get, you know, like you know, angry at each other or something, you know, because it's a TV <laughs> show. Like we need the drama, you know. And I remember telling them like no you know like it's about it's us dancing together on stage like I know there's a competition you know in the back and I know like at the end of it like one a person will win or whatever but the core of the whole thing for me was the the the, the community we were creating you know like the sisterhood we were creating you know regardless of everything else that was happening I used to love the rehearsal. I used to love the whole training. I just loved it. Like we had amazing teachers, like being uh, near um, Zaza Hassan or Amelia Zidane or also um, uh, Najwa Fuad, who was also like there. Um, Just, you know, being around them and just learning from their experience was amazing. But at the same time, it was like when you got on stage and you had like all this, you know, like this TV tension, you know, mm-hmm. and all the community and, you know, like, yay, I'm learning this and that. And I'm like being in all of this would like turn into this very hard um, scenario, you know, because at the end of it, like you would put your heart out there on the stage. And at the end of it, like you have people just saying, yes, no, mm, I don't like it, you know. So it's like, wow, you know, that was for me, like the very first episode, I was like, okay, you know, like this is what you got yourself into, you know, you have the community. Yes, you have everything. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's a competition and there is like this, this energy around, you know, this, this drama TV set around, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was very hard, you know, uh, for me, that was the hardest thing and I did not see it coming, you know. Even though, like, because as I told you before, like, I was not very sure what I was up to, you know, like, in my mind, I didn't understand that I was going to go into like this, you know, kind of like reality TV show competition for Oriental dancing in Lebanon. In my mind, I was like, this is something I need to do because I need my, you know, my community, my family in Lebanon to kind of like know what what I'm doing. And I want to express myself from there. And I miss my country, Mm. (laughs) you know, so I'm just going to go back. Um... So yeah, that was, that was, um, that was strong. And then, um, on the other side, I, I think that, um, yeah, because at the very end of the competition, you know, after learning a lot and being with these wonderful teachers and like this, this, um, the girls we were dancing with and everything at the end of it, I was like, I'm not sure I want to, 
I want to like go all the way, you know, like for the very last episode, because mm. we had, you know, like once you would, like if you would win the, if you'd win the competition, then you would have to sign a contract uh, with uh, Simon Asmar was his name, um, the producer. And I was like, I'm not sure I want, because yes, I love dancing. Yes, I love this art. Yes, I love my country and I love my music and I love all of this. But I don't like this side of belly dancing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like this side of like that pressure and that, you know, this whole thing. I don't like it. I just, I, yes, that was it. So at the end of it, I remember calling my father, you know, like asking for permission and calling my father and going like, Papi, I don't know if I want to go all the mm. way with this, you know? Um and I was like, again, I love dancing. I love to express myself, you know, through the dancing. And I love to put, when I put my shows on stage, it's always about something bigger, you know? Like, it's always about telling a story, like uh, sharing something true. Um, and I don't want it to be like the superficial side of dancing, you know? That was like the whole, like this side of the competition was like, I don't want this in my life, you know? Mm. And my father was like, you have to go all the way and then don't worry about the contract. You know, like you don't have to sign it. We'll see what, what happens, but go all the way, like do your best, you know, all the way, because if not, you're going to be regretting this for the rest of your life. You know, like, why didn't I, you know, do the whole thing? So I, mm -hmm. so I did. And at the end of it, like, um, when I was asked to sign the contract, I refused. And that was like, um, big deal you know over there because like yeah you cannot really refuse because we kind of like made your name and now you know people know you because of the show and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. and they were and and they were like okay if you're refusing then you cannot dance in the middle east community for the next uh, 10 years and that was and i was like okay you know like if this is the price i need to you know to pay for the whole thing it's okay so I moved back to Costa Rica just after that. And I was like, yes, I was banned from dancing in the Middle East community until um, 2017. Wow, but it's kind of also impressive that it's basically a small group of people who dictates who is dancing and who is not dancing. Because, uh, uh, I mean... I didn't know about that actual aspect of how it turned out at the end, but it's kind of also surprising, like how the whole industry actually works. And uh, uh, of course, I also understand from point of view, maybe of TV producers, that they also invest in the participants and there are certain expectations. So yeah, I, the, it, it can be understood from their point of view too, mm -hmm. but at the same time, that kind of fulfills, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> too much. Or it just doesn't feel like, what do you mean? Like some one person can like, or not one person, but a group of people or whatever, like uh, banned from in general dancing in the Middle East. That's kind of uh, uh, too tough. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, right. You know, like, because I had that same feeling. I was like, you can't, like, you can't be that powerful, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, but, um, but yeah, like it was because, because of the, of the contract, I initially, initially had to like, um, sign before going into the competition. 
because of that contract, it's like, yes, you would have to, you know, like if you win, then you would have to sign the other contract. Like legally it had, it, legally it, it can happen. You know? I see. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it was like, I don't really like, um, I don't really fight the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, just, I just understood like that was what I was meant to do back then. I, I had already done it, you know, like that was it, like the competition and like just going through that whole experience and understanding more about myself and my art and where do I want to vibrate with my dance. And then I kind of like just let it go. And then when I went back to Costa Rica, that was like a whole new chapter in my life with dancing you know it was like again I had to like because I really believe as dancers the question why are you dancing like we need to kind of like ask ourselves that every now and then you know Mm. why am I dancing what what for you know like why are you dancing because if you're dancing just because you're asked to if you're dancing just because this is your work if I'm dancing just because this is what I have been doing for the last 18 years then I'm not being true to myself, you know? Like, I've always said, like, we only have this lifetime, you know? And the only thing we know when when we're born, like, the only thing you have for granted is that you're going to die one day, you know? Like, that's the only thing you have for sure in your life. Everything else is an experience. Everything else, like, you're experiencing, experimenting everything. You're integrating different different experiences in your life. And you're trans- transcending every experience you're having. So after the competition, I went back home and I was like, okay, why am I dancing? If I would be to, let, if I would put again, like the dancing suit, you know, and go back on stage, why, why would I be doing this? Like, what is, what do I want to express? What's the story I want to tell? What is happening? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so my whole dance changed again, you know, it was like, the whole dance changed into this like different kind of uh, shows on stage. It was more about, you know, like different kind of shows, like talking, you know, expressing, um, you know, war in Middle East or just like talking about different kind of, uh, you know, like the moon and how it affects us, like how how dancing affects the community of women and how, you know, getting in ba- back in touch with our womb, you know, our our energetic force and reconnect with all our uh, chakras and how does that, you know, how does that um, empowers you as a woman? How does that affect your community? And how does that affect, you know, ev- like your life and everybody else is around you? So the whole dance kind of like changed, you know, I was when I went, when I came back and, um, and I really like thank the, thank the, comp- the whole competition for it, you know, because it was like a, it was a, a wonderful experience at the end of the day, you know, regardless of everything that happened and all the whole like your band from dancing in the Middle East thing. It's um, it was a very experience, like a like a very, very important experience in my life, you know, as a woman, not only as a dancer, you know, as a woman, like to to know I'm able to go through all of all of this, then take a decision for myself, you know, like after the competition, when I said no to the contract, my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you have to say yes. Like this guy is Simon Asman is like the producer, you know, in the Middle East, like this guy is the guy, you know? 
And that was the first the first decision I took for myself. You know, even going to the competition was a decision I kind of like took, you know, because my parents were like, yes, go ahead and do it, you know. But the say, saying no to the comp- to the competition, to the contract was like the first decision I took for myself because it was the first decision I kind of, I felt that I needed to like protect uh, who I am, protect my dance, protect, you know, myself. Hmm. And then just um, be from there, just be what I want to be, what I need to be, you know. That's such an uh, interesting and inspiring uh, story and such a great reminder for all dancers because regardless of TV or competition or contracts, I sometimes have a feeling that we kind of... We fall in love with belly dance uh, as a passion in the beginning, but then once we uh, stay in the this world of dance and explore and go further, we kind of fall in default of what's supposed to happen. Like, oh, like I go, I learn, I improve, I go to competition, then I start teaching, then I try to go maybe international scene or local gigs. And... It's just because it's kind of supposed to be like this. So we see around dances and we think, oh, that's my dreams too, instead of stopping sometimes and actually asking what does dance means to me and where I want to do and taking different paths, not the one that's supposed to be taken. It's always way more difficult and challenging than just Mm-hmm. Um, follow the the main path. Um, yes, that's that's it, Iana. Exactly. Like I think asking ourselves, like, because it's not about repeating stories. You know, like if if I were to repeat like every other amazing dancer's story out there, you know, like all of them, um, all of them, they're amazing. But it's their story. You know what I mean? Like Samia had her story. Uh, Tahia Karioka had her story. Like, and what made that story amazing and that dance amazing what was that it was just hers you know like that was her style you know Amani that was her style um not only her style of dancing her style of being you know her like the woman in her was that was her you know so I believe belly dancing is yes just as you said like we go into the belly dancing because it's a passion because it kind of like takes takes our mind and our hearts out of like where whatever is happening in my in our lives and we go into this amazing space with this wonderful uh, music and we kind of like you know travel on and on just you know in that same classroom with everybody else around us and we're like flying away you know to the past to the future because that's the beauty and the magic of of oriental dancing of you know belly dancing Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, after all these travels, if you go back to your heart, you know, like to that quiet, safe, sacred space in your heart and you ask yourself, why am I doing this? You know, why, why did this dance came to my life? You know, it's we're not all supposed to be teachers and then superstars and then show makers and like it's not. It's not the same path for all of us, you know. It's for me dancing, it's that amazing tool, that sacred tool that goes that takes you in a, on a journey deep within. And if you accept to take it to take that journey with your dance and you go deep within yourself, amazing things start happening because you start discovering stuff about yourself that makes you 
that reminds you how unique you are and at the same time makes you feel held by the whole community, which is, you know, the sisterhood community that mm-hmm. we're that we have created for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, the belly dance community all over the world, it's a huge community. You know, we're, there's a lot of us. And and if we switch that, like this whole thing, if we switch it to our hearts and to our, you know, like to our sacred womb and just reconnect with each other, especially in these times, in these times, like our, our earth is, is going through. If we reconnect to that and we kind of like create again, the safe container um, we have created, I think it's like the whole dance would just like, you know, I don't know. It would just like ex- explode into this beautiful, um, amazing, colorful garden. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like mm-hmm. of of different women just like reconnecting with their true purpose, their true mission, their true power, and expanding from there. So we would be sharing like not only different styles of dancing, but different way of seeing lives. You know, different way of moving through life i mean it's amazing that we are talking to each other right now you know like in ev- in any other condition i would i wouldn't be probably having this amazing conversation with you you know like mm-hmm. you're on the other side of the world um but we have created a belly dance community for ourselves and this is why we can co- we can connect so it's like okay what is what is out there what is more for us as women as dancers what is more what's what's out there you know you know what i mean mm-hmm. looking at your current activities and uh, uh including your like uh, workshops or classes even the topics that you uh talk and share about a lot the, this idea of sacred and uh, healing aspect of dance it's, it's quite obvious and it's kind of the connecting thread now and i guess it started for you from the very beginning like hearing your story even trying to get yourself out of depression or actually just find discovering dance as a tool for you then you were 17 years old uh, to take yourself into a different mindset and have like a peace and uh, healing through the dance for, for your own dude. So I, I guess it started for you literally from the very beginning. But now and uh, also I guess from after your experience at the competition, it took more conscious uh, approach and more... A thoughtful approach, like a focused approach, I would say, to this. And this is something that I know you're also trying to share with your uh, students uh, who also come to, to your classes or just to seek knowledge and experience for you uh, through dance. Uh, can you tell a little bit more how actually in your uh, dancing and in your uh, possible teaching or uh, activities through which you share the joy of dance with other dancers, how exactly this idea of a sacred and healing aspect uh, manifests right now? Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, I guess what I, a couple of years ago, I kind of like uh, took a drastic, another drastic decision, you mm-hmm. know. And I was like, because I was working, um, in the, I, I passed, I, I put my academy in the Lebanese, uh, culture house in Costa Rica. They were kind of like open the space. They were like, okay, move your academy here and just help us with the whole culture, 
cultural as the aspect of the of the community i was like okay so i went there and i started working and and then again at some point i started asking myself once more you know why are you doing this you know like you can why are you dancing once once again what does this mean why did you start to dance because i've been dancing for i don't know 20 something years old you know if i started counting like the you know like when i started doing it like on a more um uh, as a work, you know, as work and, mm-hmm. and, and so it's been like, yes, 20, 20, 20 years maybe. And it's like, okay, why did you start? And what does it mean for you now? You know? And all of a sudden I just felt, because we are growing up, you know, like year after year, like you have new experiences in your life. You have new, your your you are ask like your soul starts asking more, you know, uh, things like why are you here what are you doing blah blah blah. and I remember being in 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 the in the Lebanese house and I was like do you know again just asking myself why am I here why am I dancing why what do I want to put on stage what do I want to share with my students blah 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 and I had a trip to El Salvador I was um I was actually in a in a show with Jelena uh, and uh, Cesar and like a, a couple of 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 other dancers and I was backstage and I, I basically knew like most of the dancers who, who, who were there, like there was many, many dancers from Costa Rica and from Central America. Like I felt like familiar with everybody. And at one moment I just kind of like stopped and I looked at the whole thing and I was like, Oh my God, maybe this is going to be like the rest of my life, <laughs> you know, like backstage and just like, because it has been like for the last, kind of like, you know, say 20 years or so. And I was like, I'm not sure I want this for the rest of my life. And, and just right there, I was like, okay, what do you want? You know, because when inspiration hits you, you can be whatever, you know, like you can be doing whatever. And when, when that thought comes to you, it's like, okay, I will under, I will try to answer the question. And I was there and I was like, okay, so what do I want and what do I want to rescue from the whole experience? And I was like, being with the girls, you know, being with my sisters here, like being with myself and understanding uh, why am I here once once again? And so after that trip, I came back to Costa Rica and I closed the academy. Like, mm. like I have, my academy has been closed for the past uh, year and a half, you know, just, uh, no, it's almost two years. Yes, year and a half. Um and when I got to, to to Costa Rica and I like had this, you know, big meeting with all of the girls and I was like, okay, I need to take some, some time for myself. You know, it's time for me to stop. Um, just, you know, like giving a lot of classes and like being in that, um, that really kind of like stressful, let's say, um, you know, because it is like a stressful, um, life, you know, like when you're, when you're giving classes or training like six or seven hours a day for the past I don't know, 17 years, it's like, you need to, you need to stop, you know, like my body physically was asking me to stop. So I did. And when I did, I was like, um, at, at the beginning it was like, my body would like ask for, like, I would want to dance, but I couldn't just dance like the way I was dancing before. So I would just like put some music and just like, let myself go and just let myself feel, you know, like how, how am I feeling with this whole thing? And then for the past two years, traveling around and like sharing, uh, because I'm also a musician, so sharing the music and like sharing the dance from this other side, you know, like reconnecting with dance, 
but I didn't have any dancer, like belly dancer students around, you know, I was going into festivals and like sharing my dances with different people who had no idea what belly dancing was, Mm. you know? So teaching like this new kind of like, um, like students from zero, you know, like from nothing. It's like, I know nothing about belly dancing. What do you want to teach me? And it's like, whoa, you know, like, okay, let's go back to the very beginning and let's, you know, let's just stand up and then feel, you know, like feel your womb, feel your feet on the ground, feel mother earth, you know, below you. And just going back there, it took, I took me back there, you know, like that journey, it took me back there to that very, very first step. Because when I was a kid, like before my mom would say that before she would, she would make us dance before we would, we could walk, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) So she would say, like, we were always, like, dancing in bed, you know, before actually, like, walking and dancing or whatever. So, so yeah, going back then, it was, like, it, like for the last two years, it's been, like, oh, my God, like, there's a whole world of dancing that is, like, there, and I need to tap into it. And there's not enough um, material about it, you know, like, you cannot read about this in books, um, because of our history in Middle East, in the Middle East, you know, and all of the, all of the Middle East, you know, like Turkey, uh, Grecia, este, uh, Lebanon, Syria, all of us, um, it has been hard for women to kind of like pass the knowledge from generation to generation. So what we got now is like just the form of the dancing, you know, just the form of it, the, just the extern- external form of it. But the strength of it, we kind of like lost it, you know, uh, along the way. And the only way for me now to tap again into that power is going back, you know, going back to basics and going back inside of me and just kind of like look for that, for these um, answers from there. And so I created together with Gracie, who's who's like the woman who like we've been working together for the past five years now. Um, you know, combining meditation, yoga, oriental dancing, but like from the very basic moves of the oriental dancing and like recreating the sacred women's circles, you know, like working in circles with women, taking the mirrors out, you know, like the actual mirror in the class, just take it out and just, you know, work together. And it has been, Iana, simply amazing like and I really feel I'm just starting to tap into that information you know like for the past two years I've been like really researching a lot and really working a lot you know on myself and through meditation and every other practice I'm doing and oh my god I mean there's like a whole world of information in there you know that we the more we do it the more yeah, the more sacred it gets, because then you understand why it has been like, you know, and I quote, like, I quote, like, it's, it has been hidden for us, you know? So yes, we go and we do like the taxim movement or whatever, but we're not really feeling what it's, what's, what is doing to my body or the shimmy, for instance, like you go and you move your hips. Um, but you're not really feeling what it's doing to your whole body, you know, this movement. It's coming like from, you know, like the energy that is moving like in your body when you're doing the shimmy is amazing. So, so I try, I started spending like some of my days just, you know, putting some music in for 20 minutes, just 
you know, just shimmying, but not, not shimmying so I, I can shimmy better, just to feel, you know what I mean? Hmm. just to feel what that me what that makes me feel on the inside you know like and it has been amazing even like the you know like our our whole dance is like the eight figure or the yes the eight figure is like all over our body and it's such a sacred figure you know and if we start using it like for its sacredness then every movement we're doing is doing something to our energetic field it's doing something to our physical emotional spiritual body and it's and it changes our way that the way we see life the way we move through life the way we dance so yes i think um i really believe i'm just starting to tap on into this whole ancestral you know amazing information i know i have like a long way to go but I'm so excited. Like I asked myself once more, like, why am I doing this? And for me now I'm doing this to remember, you know, I'm doing, I'm dancing to remember why have, why us women have been dancing, you know, since the beginning of time. Why, why is dance? Yes. I'm, I'm here to remember. This is what I feel like I'm here to remember so I can, you know, transcend this, 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 and then put the message out there the way, you know, I'm supposed to. Wow, this is so beautiful. I just was like listening. I was like, oh, I just keep talking. <laughs> I keep talking. <laughs> That's really so beautiful and inspiring. And this is the topics that um, it's so difficult even to talk about because uh, I guess we are not really... Oh, there are so many levels uh, and layers on it. Um we as a society not yet at the point that we are fully free to talk about our body and sensations and it always has that connotation either it's like oh like too much woo woo and like what are you talking about <laughs> like you know like there is some sort of like things that we don't understand we are either trying to explain or to push away usually and regardless of like oh, whatever like you think i think or our listeners opinion and worldview etc like that's not about that it's just the subject itself it's very because it's so deeply connected to the feeling and to the body and some reactions that we um i feel the more we get progressed as a society with the further we get away from the nature and us and our body is a part of the nature and then it gets this disconnection too that uh, we don't even know like is there anything there should we approach it's it's like one of those like philosophical topics right now like for us as a society i think and especially for women that with our history of uh, uh, being uh, either pushed down or shamed about body and feelings and connections and even belly dance is such a contradictory field because on one sense it um, really celebrates uh, female energy and body and at the same time we still ourselves as belly dancers we put kind of frames and limits like oh but that it's not already like you know uh, appropriate or like start shaming mm -hmm. even each other for certain things that uh, may logically have sense but then from the point of view of 
okay, like, how can we judge each other and what, like, women do with their bodies? Like, it's their rights, it's whatever they want. And then it's all those conflicts and layers, and this is just, like, some aspects of it. Um, so it's very interesting to, to listen to you going through some um, more internal journey of rediscovering dance inside you and how you f- your body re- reacts or exists together with these movements Mm -hmm. and one thing that really brought my attention is the importance of a circular shape that you were talking about both in terms of movements like figure eights because it's still circular shapes in in some way or another as well as in terms even like the circular shape of a female gathering uh, that you were talking about putting women in a circle like um if you have any thoughts, or if you can just explore a little bit more, like this idea of circularity and what uh, it has to do with our energy or our body, any thoughts or discoveries or explorations that you have on this topic? Well, I love this topic, so I'm I'm try I'm just gonna try to make oh. it not as long. <laughs> no worries. <but> Whatever <laughs> time like... you have. <laughs> Yeah. because this is like this has been my passion for the past you know years it's been like oh my god like why haven't we done started doing this like before and we had like women have been sitting in circles and dancing in circles and being in circles forever you know like ever since the beginning of time like that we used to sit in circle around the fire around the food around you know, the babies or whatever, and just talk. The thing about being in circle, when you are in circle, you realize that you don't need to lead or be led. You realize that your position in the circle is the most, like you are perfect just the way you are, just where you are. You're just holding your space. When you are in like more in a, in a pyramid or like somebody's like on the front of the class and like people are on the back of the class and like taking the class, you put yourself in that leading position. Like I need to do this and that. And you put yourself in that like master position, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really believe that if we are on this planet, like if we are on planet Earth, um, we are here to learn, you know, we came here to learn, we came here to experience, you know, like we are all learning and we keep learning until the day we go, you know, until the day we die. So when I, when I take away that, you know, ability of learning, just learning, you know, and I put myself in that master position, then I, then I'm not serving right, you know, I'm not learning and I'm not teaching. I'm just being like this, I know better than you and you have to do this, like this and this and that. When you go into the circle and you just, like when I've been, when we, Gracie and I have been giving classes in circle, it has been so amazing, Iana, because like at some point you just let go of the whole, you know, technical part of dancing, which is also important, but when you are in the circle, you, you let go of this. And then the other woman who is in front of you becomes your mirror. And when she does, um, you start being like compassion come along, love come along, sisterhood come along. You, tr- you start seeing yourself from a completely different perspective. 
So when we have been in circles, like we sit in circle, okay, we talk at the beginning. Um, every time you share something in the circle, you share from your heart because it's, you know, you're sitting in the circle. There's nothing and nobody going like, okay, what are you feeling about this or this or that? You know, you're just in a circle talking with someone, sharing your heart. So we always, we would start with, you know, let's share your mind, share your heart. So everybody would like some girls would share and then we would stand up and start like moving. And after we move and dance and like go through different, you know, like um, uh, figures like the circular figures, the eight figure, the shimmy, blah, blah, blah. We sit down again and then we talk again, you know, okay, how are you feeling? And at that moment, magic starts happening, you know, and you understand that at the end of the day, we are the same. You know, like you and me and every other woman in the circle, we are exactly the same. If we stop fighting with each other over who's doing this better, who looks amazing, who doesn't look amazing, what does this mean? Who, Like if we start, we stop searching for everything that's different, you know, everything that I have that you don't have or that you have and I don't have then we start seeing the simil similarity we have with each other. We are exactly the same. And whatever you are needing, I'm also needing. And whatever you are lacking, I'm also lacking because you are my mirror, you know? And dancing in circles, being in circles, really kind of like sets you free, you know? Like because you stop judging others and therefore you, st you stop judging yourself and I think this has been like the the most amazing one of the most amazing teachings I had like in these past years because when I stopped ju judging this other person person who was uh, who is you know there in front of me I stopped judging myself and then I let go of whatever character I need to um, I'm holding on to and I go deeper into my real self you know Mm. And this also is a journey that dancing can take you in. Because when you are in a circle, let's say like it's let's say it's eight of us, then you have for me I have seven different reflection of myself. You know what I mean? So you would reflect something, the other sister something else, the other girl something else, blah blah blah. And it has been amazing. Like we've been in circles with like older women, younger, you know, teenagers. And you're like, yes, I was once young. I will be old one, you know, soon. And it's like, you are me and I'm you, you know? And when we start, yes, when we stop judging and we stop saying like, who's better, who's worse, who's doing this, who's doing that, we understand that we came from the same place, we're going to the same place and we're here to learn from each other, you know? What we, if we stop judging and we start caring more, loving more, sharing more, you know, for like from the inside, then uh, we can transcend this whole experience. I really also believe, uh, Iana, like even what, what what is happening now, you know, on Earth, it's like the whole thing that's happening is like it's reminding us we are the same once more. So it's like, okay, maybe I cannot do something like as huge so that everybody on earth would like be reminded of that. But in my community, in my sisterhood, like in my, you know, dance or belly dance community, yes, I can, you know, I can, 
I can share this because I see myself reflected in each of us, you know? Um, so yes, dancing in the circle, being in the circle and reflecting each other's beauty, you know, is, has been, it's, it's so sacred. It's so healing at the end of the day that you real like you get back, like after these kind of workshops, I would always go back home and I'm, at the end of the of the day, I'm just thankful for everything that the girls have taught me, you know, because it's not it's not about how good you are as a dancer or how, how you know, how long, you know, your shimmy can be or your arabesque, how perfect it is or how fast you can twirl or whatever. It's it's how present you can be as you are doing it, you know, because at mm. the end of the day, if I'm present in my movement, even if it's one movement, then I'm present with everything. I'm present with the creator. I'm present with my sisters. I'm present with mother earth. I'm present. I'm present, you know, I'm a gift, you know, but if I'm just like throwing out movements just because I know them, uh, I'm not in my heart. I'm not in my womb. I'm not in my body. I'm in my mind, you know, and just for being in my mind, I'm just like taking myself out of the out of being present and dancing is about being present it's about being here you know for me it's like um this is why it's therapy you know because when i'm dancing i cannot be in any other place i'm just here i need to be here you know physically emotionally mentally spiritually i have to be here on earth in this moment in this present moment here and now Ah, so much true. And I right now was also just thinking about how many amazing legendary dancers who we can't say that, oh, they have the best ever technique, but they're still one of the most loved and uh, greatest. And because it's not about technique for that, it's about that connection mm -hmm. and being present and uh, energy creation and uh, the things that you were talking it's uh, also such a um, great reminder and um, uh, kind of exploring the uh, miracle of uh, how happy and elevated we feel whenever we just start in our belly dance journey because at that point it's not about being the best or being mm -hmm. better or competing with with someone not necessarily in competition sense but like even like in general more like a casual sense competing with each other compare i would say comparing it us with each other it's more about exploring yourself exploring dance and being in the room with other people who are also going through this journey and uh, some of us lucky to experience some classes in the dance circle. I actually remember now, like, my the very beginning of uh, ballet dance classes, uh, uh, we didn't have any uh, mirrors, and it was like 50 people of us. It was uh, not that many options for ballet dance schools back then, then they were starting, so it was like 50 people with a teacher, and we were all in a huge circle in some oh. rented... Uh, uh, fighting club room. I think they were doing it's a karate <laughs> school or whatever because they had a soft mat on the floor, so it was like not even normal floor to dance. <laughs> but uh -huh. it felt the energy was really uh, amazing and different. And partially it was because all of us were beginning of our exploration of ballet dance, but also because it was connection between each other. 
And that's mm-hmm. a very, uh, very interesting reminder, which also brings me to another um, question, because right now, for instance, um, many of us don't have opportunity to go and connect uh, with our dancers. We kind of feel separated and distanced because of uh, uh, conditions of uh, quarantines and everything, and we are more uh, on our own. So I also wanted to um, little bit explore the topic of uh, uh, dance, uh, healing through the dance, but more on individual level. Or maybe I have yes. some even suggestions or tips for people because right now a lot of people, even if they are not affected uh, directly with uh, uh, the virus and. Uh, uh, like their life changes because of the quarantine conditions, but still there is this vibe of a little bit depressing vibe, like nothing <laughs> is happening, like everyone is struggling in general, a lot of people. So there is a lot of tendency or a lot big risk of having your mood down and feeling disconnected from, and even I know some people and even some of my students, they share that they don't feel like dancing right now. Like it's yes. not something... Mm-hmm. Uh, appealing to them right now not in their mood and uh, especially also not being able to go and use the energy and support from the community in the class like you're kind of Mm -hmm. left on your own maybe you have some ideas or thoughts or suggestions for people on how to explore the aspect of healing and reconnecting to your body or spirituality through dance right now then they are more on their own Yes. Wow. Perfect. Thank you. So first of all, uh, Iana, I really feel that what is happening to us now, there's, I've, I've had this thought for the past day. It's like, there is no other way we could be, but like this, because we have, like, we have overdone it, you know, like we're always like, you know, for instance, in dancing, it's all about being on the outside, you know, like you're on stage, you're sharing, you're on the out, you know, like you're looking at self you, in the mm-hmm. mirror, like you're on the outside the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you go for to a gym. And so you're, you're like, you know, punching the bag or whatever, like doing your exercise, but you're also like everybody else is watching, you know, it's, um, it's not something you're doing for yourself. You're doing it with everybody else. So of course, everybody else's energy is mixed with your with yours so you know like you're running on the street so like people are looking and so it's like oh they're looking so i'm just gonna you know run more <laughs> whatever you know it's like we're always because we're human being we're always taking energy you know like in this big eight figure you know we're taking energy from people giving it back and that's the way we we have been you know using our energy for the past years um with the quarantine and the virus and everything that's happening it's like you know, all of a sudden, Mother Earth or like the Earth, whatever, like the whole thing, we have like this something that is telling us, okay, stop wasting your energy on the outside. Stop taking energy from everything else. Go back inside. You know, you have everything you need inside you. You know, it's not that it's like, it's not that we don't have any more energy. It's not that we, it's like everything we need we already have it on the inside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even dancing. We have been dancing. Most of your students, probably most of my students, like we have been dancing for years. It's like you already know the technique. You already know um, You already know the dance. 
but you don't know it for yourself. You don't know what your body wants. You don't know what your, you know, you don't know what you want just yet with the dance. So if we stop and we go back in, we put some music and we let our body move the way it wants to move, then a whole new dance can start coming up. You know what I mean? For me, it's kind of like a cleansing. Like everything we're doing now, it's like we're cleansing the whole thing. Um, for me at first, like when I when I closed the academy and I was, I told the girls like I need some time and I need to like go, you know, within and search for my dance again. Um, at the beginning, I would put a music, I would put a song and I would go like, nope, I have nothing. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I would, I would want to dance, but I, I didn't have anything like no movement, no nothing. Um, because I didn't have the, the girls, you know, because I didn't have my community. I was like, I need the, you know, I need my community with me. Like I need the dancers. I need everything, you know, like the mirrors, I needed the mirrors, you know, the mirrors, the music, everything. I need the whole thing. So at the beginning, it was so hard, like two years ago when I just stopped, like, you know, I was not giving classes anymore. And it was just about like, you know, reconnecting with my dance. I, it was so hard at the beginning because I was like, I really don't have, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move. And then I, I realized like, you know, every time I would try to practice, I realized my mind was taking over my, my body and my soul and my spirit, you know, I would, I would put some music and then. If it's like, you know, a song I used to love, then my body would like go back to, okay, I used to dance it like this. I used to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, do this step and then this step. So I would go back to memory. And again, I'm not in the present moment. I'm not here and now, you know, I'm not in my body here and now. And it took me a while. But I guess now what I can share, maybe it's going to be helpful out there. I don't know. And maybe because it, it helped me was to put some music, different kind of, like different, like new music, you know? It can be oriental music, but new new music, just for your mind to kind of like, you know, let go of the old stuff. And then you can just, I would I would put some music and just stand still, you know? And then feel what that, what the vi vibration of the music is doing in my whole body, you know? How does it feel to be standing up? How does my feet feel? How does my waist feel? How am I feeling? You know, and then I wouldn't move until it felt completely, you know, uh, great to move. You mm. know what I mean? It's like I will not lift my arm until my whole body, soul, and spirit wants to lift my arm. I mean, nobody's watching. You're on your own. You're doing this just for yourself. Nobody cares how it looks but you care how it feels, you know? If you have belly dancing in your life, if you have been practicing belly dancing for the past years, it is a tool that you have acquired for yourself, especially for this time, you know, especially for this quarantine time. Like you have been preparing yourself for, for these kind of moments. So take that tool and make it your own. I think this is the mission that, you know, we are on now as belly dancers, as dancers around the world. It's what is your gift? You're a drummer, you're a pianist, you're um, a writer. What is your gift? Take it back, go inside and make it your own, you know, like recreate yourself, recreate your gift. And the only way you can know what the path is, um, 
it's you, you know, like you, you are, you can do it, you know, like you are the master of yourself. Um, but if you don't give yourself the chance to be that master, then you might not, you know, <laughs> learn from yourself, from that master that's, that, that you have within. So my advice would be just take a moment, you know, go in silent, silence, go within, put some music if you want to, don't put music if you want to, like you just listen to what you want. And then it might be just one movement, you know, for the whole hour you're taking or the whole half an hour you're taking for yourself. Maybe it's just one movement, but go to the feeling of that movement, you know, mm. do not put you know, 1100 movements in half an hour, yeah. just, you know, like go with that movement and let that movement take you, take you home, take you back to your, yes, to your center. Yeah. And I can only add, if you're completely honest with yourself and not used to this kind of, uh, uh, let's say work or ex not even exercises, it's not going to be appropriate word for it, but uh, those kind of approach or activity, it's so tricky to not fall into right away like oh how does it look like <laughs> how is that yeah because uh i for myself like I, I can't say i'm really like deep into trying to explore uh like uh, the spiritual aspect of dance and i really wish i had but i did have experience of exactly doing the um let's call it exercise <laughs> Uh, what you described right now and I remember sometimes like it can take it past like half an hour before you really feel something happening in your body is like until you feel that okay it's necessary for me to move right now like in terms like it comes from inside but then once you start especially if ballet dance is a big part of your life on a daily basis either as your uh, I don't know, after work activity, but like regular, or if it's your part of your job, or if your professional activities, it's so tricky and so easy right away to slip into this. Oh, how did that movement looks like? Oh, I need to put some combination. Oh, like how, like, do I interpret the music correct? And then it's like to abstract from those things and just let it go and does not care if it looks nice or pretty or... <laughs> Or if it needs to be even look somehow, like because the movement can be internal, that it doesn't visually even, we don't express it anyway, but we exactly. feel it. And it's very tricky and it just shows, uh, at least for me, it showed so much at that moment how disconnected I was from my own body and how... Mm, that um, visual uh, sh form and shape of dance override the essence and the content and the feeling of this shape that was very interesting experience for me and uh, i'm very glad you brought up this uh, uh this tip for dancers to try especially right now then uh, a lot a lot of dancers may feel a little bit depressed in terms of like practicing or dancing because like what for? We always, we very often actually need some excuse, like uh, something to get ready for, 
performance, mm-hmm. competition, whatever it yes. is. And now it's kind of a perfect time to go a little bit in different direction and challenge yourself because those things, uh, even if they may not sound exciting or, let's say, useful or productive in general, but in fact, they actually will bring up even later in dance uh, performances it's gonna be very different experience of what you want to put on stage and what you want to express in your dance exactly i mean if we go out after this whole quarantine doing exactly the same then i think we haven't understand anything Mm. you know what i mean like for a human like in general not only in belly dancing you know in every other aspect of our human life it's after all that has been happened to like that has happened for uh, for us in this you know 2020 if we go back into our lives just trying to stay the same you know doing the same activities and like just holding the same space and like then we haven't learned anything you know i really believe it's a perfect 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 time to go within you know just as you were saying like go like challenge yourself go within you know create your movement just because you can you don't need uh, you don't need uh, why am I creating this? What for? Is there a competition coming up? Is there a workshop I need to give? Like, does my teacher, you know, is going like, not not because you need to do it for anything, just because you can, you know, like, yes, create the movement just because you're the creator of your life. Because I really believe that when we believe that we are the creators of our life and for us dancers, it starts with creating our movements, you know? Um, for me, it has always been like so, because I've studied like the different dancers. Like when I started dancing, I was like, you know, I, 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 was, I would fall in love with some of the dancers, you know, experiences in life. And like one of them is Tahaya Carioca, you know, like she, she was married like, I don't know, like eight or nine times. I don't remember now. Um, and like when I was, when I, when I used to watch like her videos, I would, I would go like, you know, like she's, she's a nice dancer, but I think like her, her strengths come from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Um, and for me now it's like, I believe as like these women, these women, Samia, Tahiya, all of them, um, they've done their mission. They've done their work. They've done, they've fulfilled their purpose as dancers and women. Now it's like, it's our time, you know, and it's like, okay, what are you bringing into the table? What are you bringing for the next generation? What are you bringing for yourself? Mm-hmm. And we cannot really know what we are bringing for ourselves un- unless we start doing it for ourselves, you know? So I cannot know what is the type of dancing I am doing if I'm always doing it for you, this other person who is on the outside, you know? When I start doing it for myself and understanding for myself what it means, then it's going to expand naturally, you know? So I really believe this time we're having now is just an amazing time to go deep, you know, like there's nowhere else we can go. Like we can physically go nowhere else, (laughs) you know? (laughs) The only way we can go is deep within, you know? And what a wonderful way to do it through our music, through our dance, through the dance we already have in our lives. You know, it's, yes, explore yourself, you know, yes, explore your movement, see how far you can go, how deep you can go with every movement. It doesn't have to be two hours, three hours practice. You, It can be five minutes true practice, you know, like just 
start there. That would be my tip, you know, like um, the, the very first step into a beautiful dance, you know, you have to start somewhere. You have to action that first step. And I think that's like the, you know, like when we are kids and you have to take like this first baby step, you know, like that first baby is step is like, yay! you know, everybody <laughs> in the family is happy. You know, the kid is walking and everybody's like excited. And then, you know, every other step is like, yeah, okay, just, you know, like keep doing it. He's falling, he's coming up. He's, you know, every, every other step is just, you know, life experience, whatever. It's the same thing for us in dance. The first step for us, for me now is like, Take that action, go within, you know, challenge yourself, be with yourself, create your movement and then see where it goes. It doesn't really matter where it goes. You know, what matter what matters is this moment, this precise moment we are in right now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, so true. Thank you so much for such, a, you know, very inspiring and very um, mind-challenging <laughs> conversation that I'm sure gave a lot of uh, food for thoughts uh, for all our listeners. And I know that this is just a little like scratching the surface of uh, the huge topic and in general, like your activities uh, and what you Uh, what experience you had and what you are now exploring. So um, I know there is way more <laughs> to talk about and hopefully we will in the future yes. and uh, even to, to see where the journey will take you. That's going to be very exciting. Um, we didn't even talk or mention because I was so uh, so curious to ask about your experience of leaving, leaving everything behind taking a bag and just going and traveling <laughs> that's huge another like topic and uh, i guess now it's called on uh, put on hold uh, during quarantine too so after quarantine <laughs> i'm very excited <laughs> to come back and uh, uh, talk a little bit more also about uh, that journey because i'm pretty sure it has a lot of things to do with uh, finding yourself and reconnecting to your body and also to that question why you dance <laughs> yes Um, but in the meanwhile, I would uh, love to, to tell, please, our audience, if there is any uh, way they can connect with you and follow your activities, any your, of your favorite, maybe social media or any other channel that you share, at least from time to time, <laughs> about yes. your dance, uh, uh, dance journey and dance activities. And if there is any... I don't know, maybe projects or plans that you uh, would love to share with us. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Iana, for the space. Um, I think I haven't like enjoyed, um, uh, actually, it has been a while for me. Like I've been like quiet, quiet, quiet for a while, you know, because, you know, because of the inner journey I was in. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for creating the space, for being the way you are and just like really connecting with that, you know, that love source and really, you know, creating the space to, so I can be able to express myself because, you know, with every question you've made, like every heartfelt question you've made, like it has taken me back, you know, further within to like, 
you know, challenge myself once again and see what words are coming out from my, of my mouth. So Aww. thank you again for this. Like, uh, it has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful interview and wonderful time for me. So I just wanted to thank you for creating this opportunity and for, yes, for creating this space. I think it's a very, very sacred space. So thank you. Oh, thank you for and, participating. <laughs> yeah. And again, for, yes, for, uh, I'm sharing some stuff on Instagram. We're creating now, like, an, an on with together with Gracie, we're creating an online experience for. Um, it's going to be for 21. Uh, I'm sorry, for a month. Um, it's going to be a journey through the whole chakras and how every every uh, movement we make has to do with each one of these, um, you know, energetic center. How to you you know, um, bring meditation back into your life, bring dance back into your life from your own perspective. So we have been working on this for the past month. It's not ready yet. <laughs> it will be soon because we're like still getting all the information right. And just like channeling everything that, it, that, you know, how it's supposed to be. So this is the next thing we're doing. Um, you know, waiting for the quarantine to kind of like... Um, and is it going to be something uh, like a recorded online that dancers can do on their own pace? Or is it going to be within a specific timeline that you kind of guide in the online, I don't know, live streams or whatever it is? Yeah, it's going to be more like um, some of the exercise, the classes are just going to be like on your time. And mm -hmm. we would have like different Zooms, you know, live Zooms with uh, mm -hmm. with the group or every, you know, single person on its own to like kind of like guide them through their journey. Because like once you go on the inside, it's it's a lot, a lot of stuff started happening because a lot of stuff started like coming up and mm -hmm. out and out. And you're going to, you know, like we start facing different aspects of ourselves. So some of the course is going to be like, just, you know, you make it on your time and then we're going to have some zooms and some, you know, um, live, uh, connection with, 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 uh, the dancers or the, the person who are, who are, you know, joining us in this experience. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to probably be out, uh, by mid June. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're still, because we're doing the whole thing, like the music, you know, like just getting the right, um, frequencies and every music and every sound we're creating for every chakra for every um every movement you know of the dancing you know recreating a lot of stuff from different kind of dance and so yes so this is the next um project i would say um and it's very exciting it will mm. be out soon and uh yeah meanwhile i'm just yeah i'm, I'm here and in any way i can serve you or any other uh, uh, person who's like out there listening um always here uh it's my pleasure to share and and be and yes thank you again so much for the space Ian. gracias oh, oh my <laughs> pleasure my pleasure and i make sure to put a link so specifically to your instagram to our show notes so for all listeners you can easily connect with our awesome today's guest and also follow <laughs> not only her dance explorations but announcement about this uh, new online uh, project that is coming around uh, mid-june but uh, we'll keep an eye on your announcements for more details <laughs> and more specific dates um thank you and I would love also to uh, sum up our interview. You you might you may know <laughs> or may not that we have a, a traditional question that I ask every single guest, regardless of uh, um, what we talked throughout our interview. And 
I feel that today we partially discussed this topic, maybe not directly, but it kind of touched it. But the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? Hmm. Um, Wow, I think belly dancing is a tool that that goes with you in each and every um, aspect and new phase of your life. And I think I choose it once and again, once and again, because it changes with every, you know, new woman that's coming up out of me with every phase I'm going through. Um, yes, this is why I choose it because it's, it's a beautiful reflection. It's a beautiful way of expressing and it's a beautiful way of being. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.